3: future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past
4: performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Smash like and subscribe because we are live. And guys, I've got a lot to lot to talk about, a lot to cover here. Um, Guys, I'm old enough to remember the 2020 election, right? And I remember There was blatant fraud right in front of our eyes. We saw the election stolen. We all went to sleep on election night and woke up. And uh, somehow Joe Biden cleared a 700,000 vote gap in the state of Pennsylvania, where he said that he was uh, basically going to lay off and destroy thousands of jobs in the state. Right. Somehow he cleared the margin of victory. And we saw, coincidentally, massive uh, videos of massive ballot dumps. In certain key swing states, we saw the, uh, you know, we saw the the testimony from Jesse Morgan saying that he was instructed to transport like hundreds of thousands of ballots across state lines. There was all this fraud, right? And there was a lot of lawsuits that were immediately filed, uh, challenges to the, the, the reported results. And we had cases in the Supreme Court. We had all of these challenges outstanding and issues that had yet to be addressed, and then... They went ahead and certified the election on January 6th, despite having these pending court cases. And so once the election was certified, we were told by, by everybody in the mainstream media and, and even people in Trump's corner, um, Jenna Ellis, like attorneys in Trump's corner who said there's no constitutional remedy, there's no way to overturn an election that's already been certified. And it became a massive uphill battle from there. So learning our lessons from the past, we all know that once this midterm election, which was also clearly stolen, or at the very least, let's just put it this way. We have issues that have yet to be addressed in Arizona, Maricopa County specifically. It was the most botched election I've ever seen. Um, The county reported 30% of machines weren't working, but the number is actually a lot higher than that. And I, I had heard CanCon say... There's reports that something like 9 out of 10 ballots were being rejected by Dominion Machines. 9 out of 10. And this happened across like 70 different vote centers. So the amount of voter disenfranchisement alone, based on what the the county is admitting, is enough to, to say that we should have an entirely new election. We can't accept these election results. Because we don't know how many of those people's ballots were... Um, you know, either not counted, or how many people decided not to even show up because they heard about all of the 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 uh, the treachery happening. They decided it's not even worth bothering going to vote. How many thousands of people didn't vote because of the news reporting the fact that machines weren't taking ballots? How many people decided not to stand in a four-hour line? And how many people just uh, were disenfranchised and, and their votes weren't counted? How many people whose ballots were supposedly put in door number three and then commingled with ballots that were already counted, were not counted. We don't know. We have no idea. But the election results um, are under heavy scrutiny right now. And very quickly, we have a date approaching, which is December 5th. That is the date that Arizona is set to certify the election. And that's what, like two, two weeks away? Uh, two weeks away or something like that, um, and then you have the holiday as well, so people aren't going to be working, and it is gonna it is gonna creep up on us very very quickly. So what we need is some sort of way to stop the certification before it happens, and you know we had this letter yesterday from the Arizona Attorney General's office from Jennifer Wright, the Assistant Attorney General who posed a lot of questions to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors demanding answers. And I went all white-pilled about that because Jennifer Wright, as it's been reported, is an alumni of the election integrity organization True the Vote, right? And so it's almost as if the Attorney General's election integrity unit has had some sort of white hat sleeper in the background, (laughs) all along since 2019, since she was hired. And she was the one that that drafted and authored this letter to the Board of Supervisors claiming that their own public statements through public forms of communication, official forms of communication, they admitted to breaking multiple Arizona statutes. And she concluded this letter with saying Arizonans deserve a full report An accounting of the myriad problems that occurred in relation to Maricopa County's administration of the 2022 general election. And here's a key sentence that I want to highlight as we talk about this delay of certification being a necessity right now. Notice that she said, as the canvas is looming, and these issues relate to Maricopa County's ability to lawfully certify election results... The unit requests a response to the aforementioned issues on or before Maricopa County submits its official canvas to the Secretary of State. So notice that she said these questions that we've asked you on whether or not like from all appearances to us. It looks like you violated multiple laws and we demand answers. And the reason is because we can't certify an election that was conducted illegally. That's what she's saying. These issues relate to the county's ability to lawfully certify election results. So, you know, Behizy said I was being white-pilled. Behizy says I was being overly optimistic. Um, but, you know, it appears to me that Jennifer Wright is demanding demanding answers from, from Maricopa County and telling them, look, we've got you red-handed, breaking the law and here's the statutes that you that you violated so i'm gonna say this i'm not holding my breath because at the end of the day she does report to um she does report to bernovich and bernovich is a dumbass i mean the guy's literally one of the one of the biggest swamp creatures in arizona so at the end of the day uh, he's the one that's in, in control here. He's the one that's going to sit down with Katie Hobbs and Doug Ducey and, and make a decision on whether or not to certify the election. And I'm not expecting him to withhold certification. Um, But I do find the fact that he appointed Jennifer Wright, former alumni of True the Vote, who I've heard nothing but good things about. Apparently she's very principled. She's very... Um, I mean, she's got a she's she's got a long-standing track record as somebody who's been fighting this thing for a long time. Like, she was part of an organization that that trained and hired. uh, I mean, trained poll watchers. Um, was was making challenges about the 2012 election, and uh, I I don't know, I don't know. I guess I guess I'm a little bit optimistic, but at the same time, I have this conflict where I'm like, okay, but. Where were you during the 2020 election? I understand that, uh, like, I'm being told, I'm not going to say by who, but I'm sure you can probably guess, I'm being told that her hands were tied during the 2020 election, and now all of a sudden, there's a lot of pressure on Brnovich, and she's kind of being allowed to take take the wheel on this, because he's 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 under tremendous pressure to do something. You know, so... So I'm I'm a little bit like, well, maybe he, maybe Burnovich is cracking under pressure. Maybe he did suppress Jennifer Wright in the 2020 election. And maybe this time she's actually going to do something more than she did last time. I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell very soon because she's demanding answers before the 28th, which, which is the deadline for when Maricopa County is supposed to submit their official canvassing results. So. We really don't have to wait that long to find out what's going to happen with this. It's gonna, it's, it's right around the corner. We have like a week to go. Um, if they, if they refuse to comply, um, and and they don't do anything, or if they present a bunch of BS lies, and and the attorney general's office just accepts it, then then we know, okay. But at the end of the day, and I, I just want to say one more thing about this before we move on to these three counties that are supposedly delaying certification. I want to say about Jennifer Wright and the Attorney General's letter, it doesn't affect me whatsoever. I'm not going to change anything I'm doing. Like I've heard people say, a lot of people sent this uh, this post from, from Jovan, and I guess X-22 talked about this last night, saying the Attorney General's trying to pacify everybody and make us all stand down. And my stance on that is this. I don't care if that's what they're trying to do or not. I'm not gonna stand down. The letter doesn't change a single thing that I'm doing. It doesn't change whether or not I'm gonna continue to fight what's going on is in Arizona. It has no bearing on my behavior whatsoever. I'm gonna pay attention to it. I'm gonna give it some attention and, and maybe give Jennifer Wright the benefit of the doubt, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand down by any means. Right? So that said, let's move on. To these Arizona counties that are supposedly delaying certification. Okay, so last night, as I'm sitting here waiting with bated breath for somebody to either file some sort of injunction, a lawsuit, uh, for the attorney general to prosecute, for for somebody to come along and do something about this looming date of December fifth, where they're going to certify the election, I'm waiting, and then I get I see a report. I see a report from Laura Logan, who says, Meanwhile, in Arizona, uh, Yela County and Yavapai County join with Cochise County in not certifying. Two additional counties considering the same. Cary Lake is a warrior. So according to Laura Logan, there's three counties that are refusing to certify the election, and there's two that are considering doing the same. Okay, so that's where... Uh, You know, my my hopium kicks in and I say, yes, the domino effect has started, because if we have one of these counties refusing to certify even one, then the this at the state level on December 5th, they're not going to be able to certify the state if they still have counties refusing to certify. So I'm like, yes, yes, we put a wrench in the gears and, you know, it's going to be delayed. Right. That was my first reaction. But then I realized, hey, wait a second. I'm old enough to remember what happened in Otero, New Mexico, when the county commissioners refused to certify the primary results. And do you guys remember what happened? Anybody out there remember what happened with that? We had some bold, brave county commissioners in New Mexico that refused to certify. And then the the Secretary of State jumped in. And the Secretary of State filed an injunction with the Supreme Court to force them to certify. And guess what? The New Mexico Supreme Court sided with the Secretary of State and said that the county commissioners, per New Mexico law, don't have the authority to withhold certification. Basically, they said, it's just a procedural thing. It's like a ceremonial thing. You are, by law, required to accept the, canvassing, the official canvas and certify. And so then they were sitting there like, what do you mean? Why do we even do this stupid crap? What what is the point of me even having the ability to certify if I can't withhold certification? It makes no sense. But regardless, the New Mexico Otero County Commissioners were forced to certify. So we have states that are are, are delaying certification uh, apparently, but I kind of know I kind of know what Katie Hobbs is going to try to do. Because I've already seen it. I know Katie Hobbs is going to try to force them to certify. And uh, on top of that, I want to say this. So I did my research this morning. I did I did my research on <laughs> this this tweet from Laura Logan. Laura Logan says, Meanwhile in Arizona, Yila County and Yavapai Counties with Cochise are not certifying, right? And I said, okay, great. Laura Logan... I trust her. She's she's a great reporter. So that's that must be true, right? But then I went and looked at <laughs> I went and looked at the Yila County's Board of Supervisors website and looked at the special meeting that they had on the 18th and listened to the audio. And I have no idea where Lara Logan got that from because I didn't find any reason to believe that Yila County delayed certification. In fact, um, I pulled an audio recording of them accepting the canvas, the official canvas and certifying the election. I have the audio clip. I'm going to play it for you guys, okay? So so check this out. Uh, I think this is it.
2: ...office and their team, uh, they work tirelessly as well to ensure that we have a smooth election um, cycle and system. So
0: appreciation to them as well
2: thank you mr Van love yeah people need to feel confident in the election process and i think they can in Gila county with that i'll entertain a motion mr Chair, i move to declare the results of the general election held on november eighth, twenty 2022 in Hela county as official and i will second okay with a uh, motion and a second to approve uh, all those in favor say aye Aye. Aye. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you, Eric. Thank you.
4: Okay. So, you guys heard that, right? I mean, I went on their official website. You guys saw the time and date, 10 a.m. on the 18th. They had a special meeting, and they basically, it was just a bunch of ass-kissing about how great their election was, how there was no issues, and they unanimously voted to certify the election. So, I'm not sure... Where Lara Logan got that from, it appears to me, unless I'm completely missing something here, and I, I, I leave that open to possibility, but unless I'm completely missing something, Yila County certified their canvassing results on the 18th, and then I went to look up Yavapai County, and I couldn't find anything there either. Um, I don't think they've even addressed certifying yet. I went to their, you know, their meetings and checked the minutes, and I couldn't find anything. So maybe. Maybe I'm missing something with the but um, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I think Laura Logan's wrong about that. The only county that's even remotely delaying their certification is Cochise County in Arizona, and Cochise County, um, their board of supervisors has some balls. Okay, they got some big balls because there's been an ongoing battle between Cochise County, the elections director, and Katie Hobbs since October. And so I, I wanted to give you guys a, a little bit of a rundown here of what Cochise County is doing and what, what they've been going through. Because um, I, I, I just find it interesting, and it also is a great example. What I'm about to share with you guys is, is a great example of how corrupt and one-sided our judicial system is. So I'm I'm going to let, let, let's break this down. Okay, let's let's get into this. Oops. Laura doesn't post things she's not certain about. Okay, Jones, you guys heard the audio recording that I pulled of Yila County accepting the the official canvas results in their county on the 18th. I pulled I mean that's if you guys would please go to their website Look it up for yourself and please explain to me what I'm missing then. Because I don't, I don't, I, I personally don't think that Laura Logan is correct on that. Um, if I'm missing something, fine. But if I'm not, I think that Laura Logan may have gotten some bad information. Yavapai County, I'm not sure. I couldn't find the information on them, but Yila County appears to, I think she's wrong about that one. Cochise County is another story, okay? Um so Cochise County on October 24th the Board of Supervisors voted 2 to 1 to conduct a hand count audit of all the ballots cast for the 2022 election right and I'm sure you guys saw the news reports of this coming out so they wanted to do a hand count and the reason they wanted to do a hand count is for two reasons one because nobody trusts the Dominion machines um they're a very red county nobody trusts the Dominion machines And they knew that a hand count would at least restore some voter confidence. The other reason is because the testing laboratory, which supposedly certified the machines, was not actually accredited by the EAC. As many of you guys know, SLI compliance, the testing laboratory, which is supposed to test the machines before an election. um, And they're, I believe, paid for by Dominion. So think about this. You have Dominion machines, which nobody's allowed to look at the source code. And the the testing laboratories, which go in there and make sure they're running the proper software, that there's no malicious code or whatever. These testing laboratories are paid for by Dominion. And there's only two of them. There's two companies that certify all of the voting equipment in the country. And guess what? They They weren't even accredited. I remember this from way back in the early stages of the Arizona audit. If you'll remember, before the county turned over the paper ballots and the machines and all that stuff, and they were fighting the subpoena from the Arizona Senate, if you'll remember, the county attempted to audit their Dominion machines uh, with SLI compliance and ProVNV. And then tried to say, well, we had two audits, so there's no need for this independent audit, because we just did two audits. Remember this? Well, we looked up SLI compliance and ProVNV and found that they were not accredited by the EAC. Their accreditation had lapsed two years ago. And guess what they guess what they did? The EAC immediately, after these reports came out, immediately updated their accreditation and then said the reason that they, their accreditation had lapsed and we hadn't updated it was because we were swamped with COVID. We just didn't have the time or the manpower, you know? So they tried to cover up the fact that SLI and V were not actually accredited testing laboratories. Okay? And so, um, so, so they raised this issue back in October. They said SLI compliance was never legally authorized to to approve our machines for an election. So how are we supposed to trust the results? We can't. But if you're going to force us to use them, well, we want to do a hand count of all the paper ballots and compare the results. You know, common sense would tell you that if these machines aren't legal, then we can't trust the election results. So they were like, we're going to do a hand count. We're going to compare the two. Immediately after the Board of Supervisors in Cochise County took a vote to do a hand count on the 24th, guess who stepped in? Of course, as she does anytime anybody wants transparency in their election, corrupt Soros bought off, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs stepped in, along with the Cochise County attorney. And they claimed that Cochise doesn't have this authority. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to do a hand count. Uh, well, at least you're not allowed to do a hand count of all the ballots. That would be illegal. Katie Hobbs said Arizona statute clearly defines the process of doing audits. She said according to Arizona statute, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, she's actually right about this. According to Arizona statute, the election and the elections procedure manual, which Katie Hobbs wrote herself, by the way. You're not allowed to hand count all of the election day ballots. You're only allowed to do a risk-limiting audit of 2% of the election day ballots, right? And then, you know, if you look at 2% and you find something's off, then you can look at more ballots. But straight out the gate, you're not allowed to look at all the ballots. That would be illegal. You have to start with 2% and work your way up from there. And we all know how that works, right? If you say... I am. I'm I'm only allowed to look at two percent, or if you if you say, all right, we're going to randomly look at two percent of the ballots. Well, how difficult would it be if I'm a bad actor to hand select two percent of the ballots where I know that there's not going to be any fraud, and then say, well, we didn't find anything, no reason to look any further than that. It's it's a shell game. It's smoke and mirrors. And they know this, and that's why it's set up that way. And it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame that the Arizona legislature has basically written into law this, this cheat system. It's written into law. The Secretary of State is given a broad authority to write the elections procedure manual in Arizona, and she gets to decide how things go down on election day. And that's because of the Arizona legislature. So I'm going to tell you, if you guys want anything to ever get fixed, the laws have to change. It's not even so much these people break the law. I know that they do. But the bigger problem is that the law that's on the books allows them to do these types of shenanigans. Okay, so let's, let's get back to Cochise County, right? So, in light of the warnings from Katie Hobbs, the county decided to take a close look at Arizona statute and the election procedure manual and see if they could find any loopholes and see if they could find a way to still do a hand count. And they found something very interesting. They saw that, okay, yes, the law says that you're only allowed to look at 2% of the election day ballots, but the early ballots, the mail-in ballots, are a little bit different. When it comes to early ballots, it says in their procedure manual that quote counties may elect to audit a higher number of ballots at their discretion. So it's very clear. It says 2%, but you can also look at more ballots if you want to. So Cochise County Board of Supervisors, they said, boom, there's our window. We're going to we're going to look at all of the election day. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to look at all of the early ballots. We're going to do a hand count of all the early ballots. All right. And at that point, the, Katie Hobbs didn't stop there. Katie Hobbs sicked Mark Elias, the Democrat's superpower attorney, to sue the county and stop them from hand counting the early ballots. Okay. So what happened was they had this plan. The early ballots were already coming in, and they were going to start hand-counting them, right? But then Mark Elias and this, this, some, some group called, uh, Arizona Alliance for Retired Americans sued, sued them, and guess what? They won. Mark Elias won. On November 7th, a court agreed with Mark Elias and the Arizona Alliance that a full hand-count of all early ballots was not permitted by Arizona law either. So you're not allowed to look at Election Day, and you're not allowed to look at early ballots. Now, remember I said that this is a great example of our two-tier justice system, our one-sided justice system that always favors the Democrats. Well, I want to show you guys why I say that. I want you to look at this judge's decision, and I want you to just uh, contemplate. Contemplate the level of corruption here, because... And if I could get this to actually work, I'd I'd show you. Hold up. There it is. All right. So look, I want you to look at this judge's decision in all. I want you to look at it and I want you to see how biased this judge is towards Mark Elias and Katie Hobbs and the Democrats that don't want you to look and see what's under the hood. All right, so like I told you, I told you that um, Arizona has the law, and they also have the Elections Procedure Manual, which Katie Hobbs herself writes. Okay, this is what the judge said. As permitted by the legislature, the Secretary of State drafted an Elections Procedure Manual in 2019, which was approved by the Governor and Attorney General. The Elections Procedure Manual states... That the officer in charge of the elections must conduct a hand count of 1% of the total number of early ballots cast or 5,000 ballots, whichever is less. Counties may elect to audit a higher number of ballots at their discretion. The Board of Supervisors and Recorder Stevens rely on this last sentence to support their contention that a full hand count of all ballots cast is lawful. Okay? So... I I don't want you guys to get lost here. Basically, the judge is saying, the elections procedure manual, it says you're supposed to do a 1% count of the early ballots, but you may elect to audit a higher number of ballots at your discretion. And this is what the Board of Supervisors and the Recorder were relying on as their argument. Okay? The judge goes on to say, in support of their position... These defendants provided the court an informal opinion rendered by a deputy solicitor general from the attorney general's office, which opined that the sentence at issue permitted a full hand count audit of all ballots cast in an election. So the board of supervisors actually got an opinion from somebody at the attorney general's office agreeing with them that the law actually agrees with you that you're allowed to do a full hand count of all ballots cast, right? But the judge disagrees. The judge says, however, in addition to the number requirement, there is a requirement that the ballots be randomly selected for a hand count. And by common definition, a selection of precincts is not random if all precincts are chosen. <laughs> Do you, Okay, I don't know if you guys caught that. But the judge basically said, okay, yeah, the law says that you're allowed to to hand count all the ballots, right, at your discretion, but it says that the ballots have to be randomly chosen. So you can't randomly choose the ballots if you're going to look at all of them. There has to be some ballots excluded in order for you to randomly choose ballots. Does that make sense? I mean it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever read on a court docket in my entire life. It clearly says you're allowed to, to you're allowed to look at more ballots at your discretion if you want to. But the judge said No, you can't look at all the ballots because the ballots have to be randomly selected. I can't I, I was like dumbfounded. I was completely dumbfounded. We get court cases. You could bring a court case with a video of of election warehouse operators. You can get video of election directors on video saying, "You know, uh, I think we should just destroy all the evidence." You know, these people they want a FOIA request and they want these chain of custody documents. They want to look at the logs. They want to look at the the, the records. And I think that we should just burn them up in a campfire. Okay, and I know it's a felony, but who gives a damn? What are they going to do? <laughs> you, can, you can show a judge that video, and he'll say that you lack standing. But Mark Elias, Mark Elias, when, when, when the board of supervisors in a county wants to do a hand count of their ballots and they can cite the actual law, which says they're allowed to, the judge says Mark Elias has standing he has standing and we're going to side with him. I mean, this is the most this is this is this is crazy, guys. This is insane. It makes me re- remember like Nick, don't think for a second that you'll ever win this in a courtroom. I'm sorry. We'll never win this in a courtroom. It's not possible with stuff like that. The, the law's not on our side. The courts aren't on our side. The entire system is rigged. The entire system is rigged against us. So here I am, and this is my black pill for the day. Here I am, expecting, thinking, hoping, praying, getting a little bit delusional, forgetting about the past inf- uh, the the past, you know, disappointments from Mark Bernovich's office, and thinking, oh man, oh man, Jennifer Wright, she's she's on our side and maybe she might actually prosecute these guys maybe she might actually hold the criminals accountable but then i remember what's the best she can do bring it to a courtroom prosecute bring a bring a case against them in a courtroom well well the the courts aren't aren't aren't, aren't on our side so what am i what well, the best case scenario she actually tries to hold these people accountable and then you end up in a courtroom like this so I'm I'm not trying to be Mr. Black Pillar today, but I'm I'm just pissed. I'm pissed. Okay. Now now moving on. So Cochise County. Uh, I'm telling you the full story so that you guys understand where Cochise is at today with in regards to certification, and the only way to get there is for me to tell this full story. So, here's the thing. They got this bogus ruling that they can't, they can't hand count the election day ballots and they can't hand count the early ballots, right? So they decided, all right, let's make a compromise, okay? We got, I mean, legally, we can't hand count all the ballots, okay? Our hands are tied. But what we can do is hand count almost all the ballots, according to this judge, right? I mean, it sounds like, according to this judge... We can't hand count 100% of the ballots, but we can hand count 99.9% of the ballots, right? As long as we don't count them all. So here's what they tried to do. They wanted to have the county recorder, along with the elections director, randomly select and hand count 16 out of 17 vote centers. So they were clever. They said, we're going to hand count almost all the ballots, but we'll leave one vote center untouched so that we're in compliance with this judge's orders. Makes sense? Sure. It's the best they could do. So, um, they came up with this compromise, but the elections director, Lisa Mara, refused to comply. And she went ahead and did a 2% hand count anyway, and just completely disregarded the fact that they wanted her to do 16 out of 17 vote centers. So, uh, Lisa Mara, she went ahead and did a 2% audit, like 1,800 votes, and of course, to nobody's surprise, didn't find any discrepancies. It was perfect, the election was perfect, and uh, so there's no reason to look any further. And we've now satisfied the statutory requirements for a post-election hand count And that's the end of it. That's the end of the story, right? Okay, so of course, the Board of Supervisors were not happy about this. And they tried to compel Lisa Mara to do another hand count. Only this time, they wanted her to do 16 out of 17 vote centers. But I'm sure you can imagine, Lisa Mara, who is a a, a deep state actor, refused to do it. She refused to do it. She just blatantly uh, stood in defiance to their demands or their, their requests. And so the board filed an, a, another lawsuit to try to compel the elections director, Lisa Mara, to do a hand count as prescribed by them. And uh, guess what? To nobody's surprise, to no, especially not mine, to nobody's surprise, Mark Elias sued them again. Now,
2: now. I'm
4: going to tell you what happened with Mark Elias suing them again, but before we do that please do me a favor and smash that Rumble button, and please subscribe to this channel you know, the main thing I'm trying to go for right now is build this channel I want to build this channel because I want to have a platform where we can give a voice to the grassroots patriots that are fighting this, you know conducting interviews with the people that are Really doing the grunt work and, uh, you know, make their voices heard. So this platform, the more it grows, the more it helps the the movement as a whole. So please subscribe and please consider telling a friend about this channel, sharing this video so, you know, more people are informed. And uh, I would really appreciate that. Also smash the Rumble button because I think it helps the algorithm. If there even is one here on Rumble, I'm not even sure. So anyways... Back to, the, back to the story. Lisa Mara, they tried to compel her. They, they filed a lawsuit. And they said, we want you to, to hand count 16 of the 17 vote centers. And she refused. So they filed a lawsuit. And then Mark Elias stepped in again and sued them, countersued them. Right? And guess what? That's the point where Cochise County Board of Supervisors pretty much gave up. They threw in the towel, they threw their hands up and they said, "All right, you win." Okay? Cuz we don't even have enough we don't we we can't afford our legal defense. So at this point um it's a lose-lose situation. Um and so they dropped their lawsuit. They dropped their their case against Lisa Mara and they just kind of gave up on the whole hand count thing. So effectively Mark Elias, the Democrats' power attorney uh, Hillary Clinton's cleanup crew, he gets sent in any time. You know, there's there's a possibility of somebody exposing the deep state's corruption. This guy's all over the place. Perkins Coy, Mark Elias, right? He won. He won again. So now Cochise County is stuck with this bogus ruling. They're not allowed to hand count the election day ballots. They're not allowed to hand count the early ballots. The elections director is allowed to defy them, and there's nothing they can do about it. Okay and they're, they're they've they appealed the original decision on November 7th and they tried to expedite the the appellate court to look at the case sooner because they're like, look we, we, we got to certify this election and it's right around the corner so we need you to expedite this case and give us a decision before that date and the appellate court rejected their request. To expedite the case, so they're like, we're not going to get an answer, and we're now you want us to certify an election that you know was conducted on Dominion machines, which we don't think were certified, and you want us to certify the election. All we wanted was a freaking hand count, and we didn't get it. So now you want us to certify, and so boom, the deep state won at blocking Cochise County from having transparency in their election. And then on November 18th, Cochise County was expected to certify their election results and submit their official canvas. But at the board meeting, there was like 30 pissed off patriots that showed up. 30 pissed off people showed up and voiced their complaints, and they said they don't trust the election, and they don't trust the machines. Go figure! Big, big, big surprise. Um, you know what would help that? An F and hand count. But because you refused to allow transparency, and you made people more skeptical with the with the act of fighting against transparency, now you have a bunch of people that are pissed off. So they showed up to the the county meeting, and they voiced their concerns. And there was a bunch of people saying these machines were never certified, so we can't trust the results. And so, Cochise County decided to delay the certification. Now, <clears throat> now I, I got to go full black pill on you guys. Full blown black pill. All right, and I hope you're ready for that. And I'm going to ask you one more time to smash that rumble button. I'm not going to give you my black pill unless you smash the rumble button. Okay. All right, well. I'm going to give it to you anyway, okay? So I'm going to tell you my prediction right now. I can almost guarantee you that on the 28th, their next meeting, Cochise County, along with all the other counties, are going to certify their election results. And this whole idea that there's going to be a domino effect of of counties delaying the certification, um, I don't think that that's going to happen. And partly because this whole idea that there's three counties... Withholding certification isn't true from all from all the evidence I've seen. Um, it's really just Cochise County. And Cochise County has said that, so they had their meeting on the 18th, and they, they said, we're going to wait for the Secretary of State to prove to us that the machines were actually certified, that SLI compliance was actually accredited. Okay, so they want the Secretary of State to prove to them that SLI compliance was accredited and they want they want that before they're going to certify, right? Now I can guarantee you one of two things is going to happen. One either the Secretary of State's going to manufacture documentation and say, "Look, the machines were certified." Now, now you go ahead and accept the official canvas, and they're going to say Okay. Um or, or let's say that the Secretary of State says no, they weren't certified. I'm not providing you any evidence and screw you, what are you gonna do about it? Okay. Again, I want to point you back to Otero County Commissioners when they refused to certify the Secretary of i um, I'm sorry, when they refused to certify the primary results in New Mexico. What happened? The Secretary of State went to the Supreme Court and forced them to certify, saying that they don't actually have any legal grounds to withhold certification. And the problem is, Arizona and New Mexico's laws around certification are very, very much the same. So if Maggie Tollhouse Oliver in New Mexico could do it, Katie Hobbs can probably do it too. And the other thing is, Um, so here's the thing, this whole, this whole, this whole argument that SLI compliance was not accredited, and therefore the the machines are illegal, therefore that we can't trust the election results, and therefore the election shouldn't be certified, that's not going to hold up in any court. And I'll tell you why, because the Arizona Supreme Court has already heard these arguments. There was, there was three people. Daniel Wood Brian Steiner and Paul Rice they brought a case to the Supreme Court about SLI compliance saying that their certification had lapsed and the Supreme Court rejected their arguments okay this this what they said was there is a there was an administrative error and that's why the SLI lab had not received an updated certificate because of COVID remember so the Arizona Supreme Court, the Arizona Supreme Court, isn't going to side with Cochise County in withholding certification because they've already proven to us that they're going to side with the deep state on this. They've already done it. Um. So here we here we here we have a situation where we have a county that grew some balls. Cochise County stood up to the deep state. They tried to do a hand count. They lost in court. Uh, Mark Elias, the Democrats' power attorney, came in and like a wrecking ball and screwed everything up. There was no transparency in the election. People don't trust the results. And now they're delaying the certification until the 28th. But we know that Katie Hobbs is going to try to force them to certify. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you know... I I look at the way this whole system is set up, the way that you have the courts against you, the law against you, the timeline and the deadlines and all this stuff. Like, think about it. Think about how little time you have from the time the final ballot is counted to the time that the canvas is submitted to the time the election's officially certified at the state level. I'm pretty sure they're still counting ballots in Arizona. I mean it took them 10 15 days to count then you're gonna have a recount with Abraham Hamaday in the attorney general's race and how long is that going to take but everybody has to submit their official canvas on the 28th <laughs> what do you what do you got like two days to challenge the results how long does it take for a competent attorney to put together um, to put together an injunction to put together a, a rock-solid, bulletproof court case doesn't happen overnight. It does not happen overnight. You know, Sydney Powell got a lot of crap for that Kraken lawsuit that didn't go anywhere. But Sydney Powell was, like, under tremendous pressure to meet a deadline. And I believe that she had attorneys working around the clock, like, stayed up for three nights um and they were they were running on no sleep and they were just trying to jam pack as much stuff into this lawsuit as possible and a lot of that stuff didn't even have time to be vetted but they were on such a time crunch that they had to get it done and so when it all failed and there was like spelling errors and there was a lot of stuff that wasn't didn't really uh pan out in the long run wasn't properly vetted a lot of people gave her a lot of crap for that now i don't know sydney sydney Powell in real life but I would say that Sidney Powell was trying to meet that deadline. And, uh, you know, if she actually had the time to put together a rock solid case and vet everything, then I'm, I'm sure it would have been a different story. But the way this is set up, the way we are set up, it's all, it's all a process that they make it almost impossible. They make it an uphill battle. They make it so that you can't challenge them. You don't have time to challenge them, and once you get your pieces together, then they say, "Well, the election's already certified. No constitutional remedy." And I'm 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 genuinely sick of this crap, man. I'm uh, I'm gonna say, I hope, I really hope and pray that Carrie Lake and her attorneys, which were apparently watching every single ballot in Arizona along with the Attorney General Assistant, Jennifer Wright, um, are, are planning to act quickly and swiftly, right? Because time is not on our side. Time is not on our side. Um, and it's, it's just un acceptable Prediction. AZ tries to lock it down in several days. 50 people will show up and all of them will get their trucks towed. Then everyone goes home and and watch the election get certified. Damn, man, you're bumming me out. And I'm listen, I'm Mister Blackpill, baby. If you bum me out, you 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 know, you're a negative Nancy. You know, what they're doing is they're stalling. They're delaying the count. They're delaying the recount. They're just bringing us to waste our time. So that by the time you get the official certified, I mean the official results, all it is is a freaking rubber stamp. And that's how the game is played, and that's that's where we're at. That's how that's so I wanted to give you guys that rundown because I definitely I don't want you I don't want you guys to be duped. I don't want you to be disappointed. This this whole thing about the three counties delaying certification well, when we get to the twenty eighth, and Cochise County certifies, don't say I didn't tell you so. Um, but you know they're a they're a deep red county. They're a deep red county, and they're one of these rural counties. They got some uh, they got some fighters out there. So, hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, I am wrong. Souza Tevi, why weren't we prepared for all the bullshit that we knew would happen? Well. I think, that, I think that we were as prepared as we could have been. We had people monitoring drop boxes. We had people in, in Pennsylvania alone. I don't know the numbers anywhere else. But in Pennsylvania alone, we went from 500 poll watchers in 2020 to 7,000 in 2022. We had eyes everywhere. But the thing is, when you have eyes everywhere, no, you can't drop uh, 100,000 mail-in ballots in the middle of the night no you can't have Dominion employees walking around sticking USB drives into machines you can't get away with stuff like that but what you can do is run out of paper what you can do is machines not work 50% of the freaking machines not work and suppress voters and then you can take the the ballots that were cast in door number 3 in a black duffel bag mixed with the ballots that were already counted and you can take the rest of them to an undisclosed location which nobody's allowed to see. You can do stuff like that. But it's not like we weren't prepared. It's not like we weren't we didn't have eyes on the ground, you know? Um but see when 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 we were preparing what we were preparing for is okay. We're going to catch them doing exactly what they did last time. And what they did was they changed the game. They changed They changed the tactics. They changed the way that they stole it. But at the same time, it was predictable. Because I had made articles, and I, full disclosure, the first tip I ever got about this was from Jennifer Asper, and Jennifer Asper, we communicate on Telegram. She sends me articles. She's on top of stuff. Sharp as a tack. Okay? And she said, mark my words, a ballot paper shortage is going to be their new tactic to disrupting the midterms. And so then she sent me the reasoning why. And way, way, way back in, like, May, there was a meeting with a bunch of deep state actors, including Runbeck CEO. Um, and it was before the Senate... And they said there's a global paper shortage, and we're we're running out of paper, and we're not prepared for the midterms, right? And they were actually calling on Congress to what's the the, the, the to exercise the Production Act or whatever to basically force paper producers to. Uh, Make sure there's enough supply. Anyways, they were setting up the narrative months and months ago for a paper shortage. And then I started to see different counties and different states like sending out ballots without the the local races on it. And then they had to send out duplicate ballots or whatever. Um, I saw all these instances where they were screwing things up and then having to replace those old ballots with the new ballots and print more ballots and destroy old ballots. And it was like, they're trying to run out of paper. They're trying to run out of paper. And so, uh, it was, it became increasingly clear that was going to be one of their tactics. So we saw in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, they ran out of paper within like 30 minutes. We saw in Harris County, Texas, they ran out of paper. Um and then we saw in Arizona, I don't know if there was precincts that ran out of paper, but there was machines that didn't work. So it was a different strategy than last time. It was they knew, here's what they knew. They knew because we told them that Republicans, America first Republicans, were going to show up on election day. We're not gonna use the mail in ballots, we're not gonna vote um we're not gonna use mail in ballots, right? So they knew whatever their tactics is going to be, it has to disproportionately affect those voters on election day. And they did it. They did exactly that. Um, and it was kind of a, in retrospect, maybe a little stupid to tell everybody how to vote, to you know, to vote a certain way and allow the bad actors to know exactly the coordinates Of where the ballots are that they need to target. You know what I mean? I mean, that that was kind of dumb. Maybe a little dumb. I still, I want to know, I wonder to myself, whether or not we could have impacted or influenced the election if we played the Democrats' game of mass ballot harvesting. And I mean in a legal sense. But we spent a lot of time focused on 2020, and we spend a lot of time telling people not to vote a certain way and only to vote on Election Day. And so how many how many people, right, because I'll tell you what, I had family in town on Election Day. Now, I broke away from family to go vote because it was that important to me. But I'll be honest, like maybe a couple years ago when I wasn't that involved in politics, I might have said to myself, ah, man, I was going to vote today, but something came up and I, I guess I can't go. How many people, when you give them one day to vote, on election day, they they said to themselves, damn it, something came up. I can't vote today. You know? Whereas the Democrats, the other side, they have a whole month. You know? So, I mean, maybe in some ways, we know the election was rigged, but in other ways, maybe we shot ourselves in the foot a little bit and also, I wonder about the whole voter suppression thing. How many people after 2020 heard Donald Trump say the election was stolen, saw nothing get done about it, and decided I'm never voting in another election again? and And decided not to vote. So, I wonder... If voter disenfranchisement also had to to also played a role, so we had voter disenfranchisement. We had we instructed that the bad actors exactly where our ballots would be, and we told people to only vote on one day, which restricts the amount of people that can vote in a way. You know, I I know you guys are probably like. No, Nick, the election's rigged. I understand that. I understand the Dominion Machines. I understand all that stuff. But if we're going to sit here and say that our votes count for something, if we're going to sit here and say it matters to vote, okay, so let's go with that premise. Our vote counts at least a little bit. So we need to be looking at all the ways in which that we can be the most effective and turn out the vote as much as possible. You know, so, um, if we are going to be effective, I look, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, Trump's running in 2024. I don't believe that there's a plan for the military to step in and, you know, just like Trump, like Thanos just drains the swamp with the snap of a finger. And, you know, he like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. You guys know me. I don't believe in that stuff, okay? It ain't going to happen like that. Even if there is a white hat military operation, that's just not going to happen, or else it would have happened on November 4th. Like, they didn't wait two years. That Nope, no. Nope. <laughs> people say, well, the people had to wake up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just tell you this. Some people have woken up in the last two years, but the majority of people made up their minds about Trump six years ago and haven't changed their mind so if this is all about waking people up to see that Trump is the Trump is the man I, I just feel like we could have done we could have pulled the trigger two years ago on November 4th you know because in the last two years you've had the Jan 6 committee you've had the mainstream media you've had one, Basically, because the FBI, DOJ is against Trump, the media is against Trump, it's like he's taken one L after another in the courts, everything the TV has told people is just him, try to make him look like a loser, incompetent, an egotistical narcissist, a criminal, a blah, blah, blah. The longer you let them do that, sure, you're going to have people snapping out of the matrix, but the rest of the people are just doubling down they're they're becoming more entrenched into their brainwashing and the divide just be, has become so great that we're living in like alternate realities the left and the right at this point so i don't believe that there's white hat military you know people just sitting around waiting for the the, the precipice or waiting for a certain percentage of people to wake up and then they're going to step in that's so crazy to me that people still believe that but Having said that, and what I, where I was going with that is, I can tell you right now, if this election is allowed to stand and get certified, and you get Katie Hobbs in Arizona, okay, do you expect them to clean up the fraud? Because I don't. Because guess what? Arizona has a single Republican majority in the House and the Senate. Guess what? That's what they had before. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, but what about Paul Boyer? He was the one standing in our way. Okay. Well, prior to the 2020 election, Arizona tried to clean up their voter rolls, and they couldn't even do that. They couldn't even get the votes for that. Now, you have a a one-vote majority, and you have Katie Hobbs as your governor. So any substantial election reform is probably going to get shut down by rhinos and Democrats. And if it doesn't, if it actually makes it out of the House and Senate, well, then it goes to Katie Hobbs, who's going to veto every single one. Okay, so that's Arizona. Pennsylvania, you got Josh Shapiro. And you got, uh, what's the, I don't know, what's the other guy? Federnick. Okay, you got the Democrat Secretary of State, a Democrat attorney general and a Democrat governor in Michigan. They just passed prop two. Prop two is essentially the election fraud that happened in 2020 codified into the constitution in Michigan where you have mass scale, early voting, um, where you have a permanent early voting list, where you have automatic registration. All this stuff is now codified into law in Michigan, Georgia. Well, you got what's his face, Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp um and Chris Carr who nobody even knows who he is cuz he didn't do shit about 2020. So those are your it's it's the same people. They didn't do anything in 2020, they're probably not going to do anything in 2022. Then you got Wisconsin, Democrat governor, Democrat attorney general, Democrat secretary of state. So I'm just telling you. And I'm going somewhere with this and there's a little hopium. No, that's not it's not hopium. But I'm having a real tough conversation with you guys. So then you, so all the swing states, we didn't win a single America First Secretary of State, governorship, or Attorney General race, and we know how crucial those three are in terms of election integrity. It's it's next to impossible. It's it's not even in, in question if this election stands, they're not going to fix the fraud. So what does that mean to us? What it means is if we're going to be effective if Trump's going to get elected in 2024. Well then we're going to have to start playing by some different rules here. We're going to have to we're going to have to be like all right, can't beat them, join them. Now, I'm not telling you to stop fighting for audits and transparency and to rewrite the laws so that they're actually fair and just and all that stuff. I'm not going to uh I think we can do two things at once. We fight for the changes that we want, but at the same time, until those changes happen, we're going to have to get in the game and fight to actually win elections. And so I think that we're... uh And so I think that we are... Because I want Trump to get elected. I want Trump to win. If they put Trump against Joe Biden again, listen, they told us that, they told us that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. And if you don't think that they would do it again, then you're out of your damn mind. We just, we just went through a midterm election where they gaslighted us and said, That the the red wave was suppressed by uh, Donald Trump being a big fat loser. That's what they just told you. Despite the fact that Republicans won the popular vote, and Donald Trump's endorsement record was almost perfect. But they're setting up this narrative that if Trump wins the Republican nomination, then the Republican Party is dead. And they will try to tell you again, if it's Joe Biden as the Democrat nominee, that he won... Again against Donald Trump they will do everything in their power to try to make sure that Trump doesn't get elected again and I'm just being real with you I'm just being real with you I ain't trying to be a doomer I ain't trying to be a black pillar but you know for me it's just ones and zeros and to me that's that that's the world as I see it we got to start playing for we got to start playing to win and uh at the same time we got to try to fix the freaking election that just happened okay i'm not i'm not one of these guys that's going to call on people to i'm like people expect me to be like all right it's time it's time to rise up okay well uh <laughs> I do. I, I support the right to peaceful protest. anytime that I possibly can, I try to amplify the the, the people's voices that are the organizations that that stand up and say we're going to you know peacefully protest. But I mean, we have to we have to fight. <laughs> Look, people say we got to act like Brazil. Listen, man. I think that the people on this side are too scared of another January 6 for us to ever act like Brazil. I would love for us to act like Brazil, dude. I would love, I would love to stick a middle finger up to the the, the system and go out there with my fellow Americans by the millions and protest um, like Brazil. But our country, our country experienced a deep state PSYOP, which was intended to make people afraid of ever getting out there like that again. And it worked. Because every time people say there's a protest being organized, everybody will say, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's another January 6th. The FBI, it's a setup. Every single Time, And then that goes viral Even though the person has no evidence whatsoever That it's a trap Hasn't identified anyone in the FBI Hasn't identified anything besides their, they, 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 they just want to be the first one to say it It's a trap You know So If we're ever going to act like Brazil Then we have to stop Acting like a bunch of Pussies You know what I mean when it comes to being afraid of another January 6th. Now, I think we should be smart because if you have a situation which obviously looks like a setup and you've identified this person that has ties to this group or this person, I mean, if you can show evidence that it's a setup, then yeah, don't go. But if you're just going to listen to some guy be like, it's a trap, you know, like... Um I don't know, like our our entire our entire movement, this Patriot front group or whatever, these guys that wear masks and, and whatever, I don't maybe they are FBI, but has anybody actually proven that they're FBI or do we just say that they're FBI? Um Man and AZ allows this rigging. Then I don't see anything going to help us. Yeah, super buff shaft. They locked up most of the positions in most states. Yes, yeah, see they they knew exactly which states to target, which positions were key, and they 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 their reported election results show the board completely locked, where no meaningful election reform can get through. And no, um, no prosecution can happen to the people that are rigging elections. And so, if this election is, is allowed to stand, I wouldn't be expecting anything to change in a legal sense that would give us a different, you know, set of circumstances in twenty twenty four. What erection reform? Okay, so imagine we won as expected as we should have. Would that encourage voter ID and erection reform? I don't think I want erection reform. I want election reform. I want election reform. Okay, yes, if Kerry and we got the SOS and Attorney General in, yes. Yeah, those are the three most crucial positions. And before 2020, I didn't even know what the Secretary of State was. I didn't even know what the Attorney General was, really. I thought it was uh, Bill Barr. I didn't know, like, on the state level that it was, like, the head state prosecutor. So, anyways, I wanted to give you guys a little update and rundown on Cochise County and this notion that three counties are refusing to certify. The, the final date uh, is the 28th, okay? So, the 28th, they're all... Supposed to have their official canvas results uh, reported. And then the state, on the state level, the election is supposed to be certified on December 5th. And I am hoping, praying, that there's an injunction, legal challenge, brought by the Attorney General's office. Not holding my breath. Kerry Lake's uh, war room campaign. Something, man. Because once this thing's certified, it's going to be an uphill battle. Now, if you guys could do me a favor and smash the Rumble button and subscribe to this channel, that would mean a lot because, again, I'm trying to build out this platform, trying to grow this channel so that we have a bigger platform to share with the grassroots patriots like Audit the Vote PA and Garland Favorito and people like that. So the more of you guys that I have here consistently showing up and, and watching these updates and subscribing and sharing these videos, then, the, the you know, the more of a force we can be, you know, the, force, uh, the more we can be a force to be reckoned with is what I was trying to say. So smash that rumble button. Also consider going to nickbosedcedar.locals.com where we're uploading an extra video every week for supporters. If you guys uh, want to support this channel, that's probably the best way to do it is to go to nickbosedcedar.locals.com. Sign up over there. It is $5 a month, but you can sign up for free. You'll get all these same videos, but you'll you'll get an extra video every week for becoming a supporter Uh, It's my way of saying thank you. So, Smash Rumble, please share this video. Go to nickmosita.locals.com. Anyways, thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.